Welcome. Welcome to the Crimson Circle Connection Center here in Louisville, Colorado. And we are very excited. This is, this is Shout 9 from the Art of Benching series. And of course, this is our first time back with a live audience since August, I'm told. It, I just, it's been forever. So we're very excited about this potential and about what's going forward. And as you can't, oh, now you can. As you can see, Jeffrey Hoppy is getting ready for Adamus. And uh, that's, it's, it. <laughs> I'm not sure who's waving at us, but um, it's great. And so let's take some good deep breaths. And before we do that, I want to mention that, as always, we're going to start with the good deep breaths, that conscious breathing. But, you know, we always play then in some music before Adamus comes in. But for the first time ever, we have a Chambra music video that we're going to play as from the breathing. And it's called uh, I'm Here by the group Deeply. And that is Jessica Simonowski and Jabba Berlusenlenberg. And we're very excited about that. Can you imagine our first Chambra audio you know, music video? So with that. With that, let's go ahead and take that good, deep, conscious breath. Yes, we breathe all the time, but this is breathing in presence. Take the good, deep breath, breathing in with all that you are and allowing it to flow, letting those energies move with each breath, feeling it, allowing it. Breathe, the I am here. I exist. Feel it. Flow with it. Be with it. It's that good deep breath of life. That good deep breath of life. So open up to the energies of Damas. Breathe him in. Feel him. He's here for us, as he says, with every breath. So feel it. Be with it. As we invite Adamus in with us.
I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Ah, live audience. Ah, I've been waiting for this, uh, waiting to be back with my dear Shambra. Ah. Now, of course, we were all together energetically, but there's nothing like the feel of flesh. Yeah, the look in the eye, the direct energy that uh, we get when we gather like this. Last couple of years have been interesting. Mm. Had to learn a lot of new ways to do things. Had to learn how to um, go beyond in so many different ways. We'll be talking about that in a moment. But right now, before we go any further, I'd like to acknowledge and to thank dear Linda of Isa for her wonderful work, for being the audience for the last couple of years. The audience. So, Linda, how did that feel to, to really take on all the attributes of Chambra and to be the audience? It was an honor and a challenge. And a ch- we have a small gift for you. Oh, uh, holy for small. The work Whoa. you did. 12 beautiful red <gasps> oh, roses for dear wow. Linda. Yes. Beautiful crimson roses. Yeah, you can thank me, <gasps> not Caldra. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Yes. Can it, I leave these over here? Please, right there. Oh, we wanted to so officially uh, recognize that you've been doing the question ants asking. You've been uh, the one kind of taking my punches, the one getting the, uh, not abuse, but uh, yeah, okay, abuse uh, <laughs> during this time and doing such an excellent job of it. Now, we'd like you to continue participating with oh. Shambra, but now. Okay. You can take a deep breath, dear Linda, and back off a little bit. Okay. You don't have to take on that huge responsibility. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so Again, much. Again, it was my honor. And, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> being Calder's voice is going so dry. Being here in Colorado after ages in uh, in the warm, moist tropics. Uh, yes. It's not that I need this, but uh, Calder would, would love it. Thank you. Yes, I would. Thank you. <laughs> How did she know? She must be psychic. Yes. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you. Ah, yes. Uh, let me uh, let me make sure my voice or calders is doing better. <sighs> human coffee. Ah, coffee is one of the great things uh, of being human. That and a few other things, but um, coffee so good. So. It's been an interesting couple of years, and uh, I'd have to say it's not really over yet. Uh, No, no, it's not over. You just learn to deal with it, (laughs) learn to cope with it for the most part. There's more to come, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to find things uh, in the world getting crazier and crazier, but it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, Let's step back for a moment and do a little assessment Hmm. of our years together. As Chambra. Well, first there was the, the gathering with Tobias when he came in, 1999, August 1999, coming up on our anniversary pretty quick. He sent out the call to Chambra. He worked with Archangel Gabriel and the horn blew, but of course, did Chambra hear? No, no, <laughs> no. And Gabriel blew and blew and blew and blew until he was out of wind. And Chambra, oh, what, what? But then, then something happened, just kind of a, a spark on its own, kind of ignited roses, and kind of that smell of roses, the, the wake up and smell the roses, Chambra, that come back home. And it was that and the internet that brought Chambra back together. 
1999, 2000. And the gatherings continued. The, the energy you put out there so many years ago, it's continued in just the right resonance and frequency to attract just the right people. It's not about the size of the group or anything like that. It's about those who are truly ready to go through their awakening, and, and not just the awakening, but the next steps, the releasing. So after the call to gather came out, and it's still out there, it's like almost like a beacon, and it's something that FM is working on in his work, it's going out there saying, if you're ready, if you're truly ready, and you're not into Machio, if you're truly ready to go through some tough internal stuff, then uh, this is the place for you. That's a no Machio zone. You come in here, you new ones with Machio, you're going to learn real quick, this is a no Machio zone. I used to have to call you out on it, but now other Chambra call you out on it. So after the, the uh, call went out for the gathering, then there was that long, long hall with releasing. Remember that? Oh, you're still in it. <laughs> releasing. Oh, and, and Tobias talked to you about a release and allow, and then he worked with you, letting you know you really weren't crazy at all. Not at all. It was just what you were going through. That actually crazy is just accepting the, the life in the 3D reality, not going beyond. You weren't crazy at all. You were pioneers, of course, but not crazy. It took a while, a long while, to work on the releasing, and some of you are still doing it. To that I say, get the hell over it. Uh, no, it really is that simple. Sometimes there's a dwelling in it, in this agony, and this suffering, and this, oh, I got all these problems, and I had bad parents, I had a bad lifetime, or just get over it. We have a lot. No, it's that simple. Uh, I made the statement, not the most popular guy for saying it, but if you still have issues in your life, whether it's abundance or even health or anything else, there's something you're still deriving from it. You're still getting something out of it. Fine. You know, go along with it, but when you're ready, you just get over it. It is that simple. You make it any more difficult, and you're playing a game with yourself. Just get over it. There are no conspiracies. Nobody's teaming up against you. You don't have some overwhelming burden on your shoulders. You don't have to have any karma, not if you don't want. So you just get the hell over it so we can get on with it. And I know that sounds like uncaring or am i just thinking that um there Talk are a few a while, people so that are eat. wondering that, that are, whoops oh nice yeah well i've got to eat here while you're we're talking but does it sound uncaring if if like somebody doesn't know you if somebody doesn't know me know me or know me no you know me okay would you like that no thank oh. you let me just put it right in there. <laughs> um, would you like? Would you like that? No, thank no, you. Put it in there. <laughs> no, there comes a point. I'm serious here. There comes a point where you say, "I'm done with it. I'm done with the crap and no, being right. a victim. I'm just done with it. What right. next?" So we go from from that releasing, and in the, in, in the clearing all that stuff. You don't need it. It's not yours. I, I, I know I've said it so many times, but just get over it. And one day you realize, oh, I'm just going to get over it. I'm not saying, saying things in life don't hurt at times, but 
there is a tendency for humans to keep carrying them around. You go through the hurt, the grief, the pain, whatever it happens to be, and you go through that amazing process, and then you release it, and you allow it to go to wisdom. That's the next step. You're allowed to go to wisdom. You stop dwelling on it. You stop being a victim and say, let that be wisdomized. And your soul does it. You don't do it. Your soul does all the wisdomizing. The soul is just waiting for you to say, okay, I'm ready to let go of this and take it to wisdom. And then it will. It'll grab it from you. And then, of course, you'll try to hold on to it and make sense of it and justify it. And you don't. You just let go and let it go to wisdom. Again, I, it may sound a little insensitive, like, oh, you just don't know what I've been through. And I heard somebody say recently that, that since I haven't been on the planet in a little while, I don't understand some of the things you're going through. I don't have to. I, I, no, I don't really have to. It's not trying to understand everything. It's like, when are you ready to let go of being a victim, of not having abundance? Oh, well, Chambra, that was one of the big challenges. And it, it's... You just you let it go. You say you make that statement to yourself. I am ready to let it go. Period. No if ands or buts. Not maybe or kind of or what's going to happen next. I am ready to let it go. And then you do. Poof. Comes to wisdom. Poof. That's the that's the real blessing in it. You don't do the wisdomizing. Your soul does. Your soul distills it. It takes all the crap out of it takes all the little minutia, the details, even the stuck human emotions behind it, and it brings it to wisdom. And then you could say, in a manner of speaking, gives it to the I am as the gift of life. So, yes. I have a question that the audience is screaming. Um, I hear that, and I feel that, and I know that, but it's very hard to imagine how does someone that's terminally ill, with illness beyond word that's not reversible, how do they do that? First of all, um, we gave you these roses, uh-huh. so stop representing the audience. Yeah. Well, I got so, used to it. Can we take these roses back, please? Uh, take them back, bring them to the florist. Uh, secondly, good question. Uh, I don't want to distract too much here, but good question. And I'm going to give, um, I'm gonna give an answer that some may not understand quite right, but except death. Mm. Except death. It's that simple. It's going to happen. We're going to talk more about it in this session, but stop battling these things. And death is a beautiful process. We've done it. You, um, uh, I believe Gene picked a product for this month. Uh, what was it called? Uh, simple Master. Uh, and, and it talks, we do a death experience. We die before you, know, you do it physically. So if you're interested in dying, uh, listen to Simple Master, you're going to die. Uh, because it is not a physical thing so much as it is a really a transformation of consciousness. So you get to die uh, for, I don't know, how, how much are you selling it for? 250 through June. Uh, you get to die. What a deal. <laughs> now, if you go to The Undertaker, it's a lot more expensive. Uh, what does a typical cremation cost these days? I don't know, like $2,000 or whatever, you know. So two fifty, a tenth of the price. So no, it's a tough question. Stop battling it, and we'll get into that later. And I know at the uh, we have an angel webcast coming up quickly. It's going to be one of the uh, big issues uh, to talk about. 
But moving along, then you go through wisdom, and wisdom is saying, hey, I'm going to die. Uh, th- this body, geez, is either going to be integrated or I'm just going to leave it behind. Doesn't matter. But I am going to die. That's a relief. Could you imagine if somebody said, you're not going to die? <laughs> Ever? Sure. Would you like that, Andy? No. no. Why? Well, even though living is so much Could we get the microphone? Sure. Yeah. Oh, first time in months and months. Yeah, and boy. Months and yeah, months yeah, and thank you for being the first to break the ice. Life is really a lot of fun, but yeah. you know, like you said, death—you're gonna die. Yeah. It's, it's like being born again. You probably do that too. Yeah, it's a release. It's a—it's yeah. a true, wonderful release. Letting go. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, you bring it to wisdom, <laughs> and then something starts happening, and you start realizing what, what a bunch of stuff you've carried around for so long, and. You, you realize you really hung on to that garbage, and it was, in a way, it was kind of fun going through that, you know, cathartic process and all the processing and everything else. But then you rise above that and say, "Geez, that was really laborious. That was, that was like, it was, it was holding you down from truly living." Uh, then, after the after the wisdomizing that Chumbra is going through, now it's a time to understand the physics. Uh, which we're talking about, the metaphysics of reality and the illusions of reality. We're talking about time and space. We're talking about going beyond. We're talking about multiple realities at the same time. We're talking about what it's really like to choose your destiny rather than just have it happen to you. So we're going into this whole part now of really understanding the physics. And they're brilliant. They're pretty simple. You don't have to be a physicist. As a matter of fact, the physics, the metaphysics that we're talking about are more poetic than they are scientific. Science is great. Love science. But science looks at its own self. It observes what it thinks it's observing. We go poetic with our metaphysics talking about what light is, what energy is, uh, how things coalesce into matter, and then ultimately how not your mind, and not even so much your beliefs, but your consciousness will create your reality for you. And that's what we're doing now. A lot of physics, metaphysics of, uh, of life itself. And then finally, kind of tied in with all of it, we've come to the point now why you're really here. It wasn't just about releasing stuff. We had to do that. But why you're really here is to shine your light, to bench to be that presence uh, on the planet right now, you knew that the planet was going to need it. You knew that this was the epic time. Now, the planet is not, is not getting to be a, a worse place than ever. It's really not. Actually, statistically, life for a typical human is better than any time ever, I would say, from um, about uh, late Atlantis time through now. Now, a lot of people are screaming and say, oh, the planet is going to hell. No, the planet was in hell, and the planet is kind of emerging from it, but still with a lot of traces of hell. There's more consciousness light on the planet right now than there's ever been. Things aren't, aren't going to uh, falling apart. But the one thing to keep in mind is the pace is faster than ever. 
It's not that the planet is going to hell. Actually, life uh, overall is better. Uh, and now, not that it was terribly great before, but it's better. There are less wars. There are less hungry humans. There, there is less disease than ever on the planet. But things are going faster. Keep that in mind. You know, when you have those days when you're feeling mass consciousness or if you're listening to the news, oh, it's all falling apart now. No, it's actually not. It's just going faster. That gives that sense that uh, are you losing control? Gives that feeling that you just can't keep up with it, that everything's going to explode. Um, but it's all happening for a reason. And actually, if you really feel into it for a moment, your light is actually exacerbating some of the problems on the planet. Your light is causing more disruption. Your light is actually making it feel like it's going faster, causing more changes. When your light goes out, it's not like putting this like beautiful uh, glistening water or oil on the surface of everything and making good. You're shaking things up right now. Not intentionally, of course, but the light, the consciousness goes out there and touches into places that don't have so much light. I'm not going to call it dark. Places that might even be evil. Your light goes in there and it shakes things up. And then in kind of a corresponding metaphysics, everything continues to go even faster. Your light causes events to happen faster. Time doesn't necessarily change, but it will. It's not time that's going faster. It's the sequence of events that's going faster. Your light is causing that. So again, you read the news, and, oh my gosh, what's happening over in the Ukraine? What's happening with energy? What's happening with the economy? Eh, look in the mirror. You're causing all that. But only from a standpoint of light. You're not doing it to try to cause any harm whatsoever. You're doing it as your light shines because there were so many things on the earth that were ready to change. They were ready. They just needed something to kind of get them launched, to propel them. The human species is so long overdue for a remake. Uh, it, it's phenomenal. This old biology that you're still in is so overdue. Where is it going to? Is it going to be just a super biology? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe a digital biology. Maybe a totally augmented biology. But does it matter? Does it matter? You know, you've got this interesting love-hate relationship with the body. And if I say, well, let's see, uh, 30 years from now, the human body will simply be a digital form. I go, oh my gosh, that's terrible. That sounds like some uh, sinister deed. Uh, well, I think biology was even worse. <laughs> Whoever came up with that one. It's what you're embedding yourself into. Humans might go digital. They might be totally augmented. It might be um, a, a test tube biological variation of the biology you have right now. It might be total robotics. Doesn't matter. It's what you're embedding your consciousness into. So it doesn't really matter if it's this biology or not. The point is that it's just going faster. It's actually not getting worse. So please, would you release that? It's not getting worse. I'll come up with some statistics. I talk about perhaps a pronost, perhaps at a shout, but no, actually, there's more light and consciousness on the planet than ever. But you know, 
that's really annoying to some humans. No, they really don't want that. Uh, to some organizations, not to mention any church, but this, some of them <laughs> are just they don't want to let go, and they have to. Everything evolves. Everything has its death, which is nothing more than a transformation from one state to another. The biology long overdue. That's one of the reasons for the, some of the diseases that are taking place right now. It's forcing science to look at new solutions, not just not just a vaccination, not just a, a medication, but a new solution to the body. I find it amazing what's being done in the laboratories right now in terms of the physical body. The thought process going beyond just um, things like the DNA and the atoms and things like that, but a whole remake of the physical body. Fascinating. Let's uh, toast to it's not the planet's not getting worse. It's just going faster. And how do you deal with it? You allow. You allow you drink. <laughs> you, you drink. Drink coffee, eat chocolate, a little bit of wine, a lot of wine. Uh, it's just going faster. And when you're overwhelmed, which I know a lot of you have been really stressed lately, that you know, uh, I'd like to do this too is have a, a, a chart that shows Chambra anxiety level on a day to day basis. Yeah, uh, we don't have enough paper. You know, <laughs> now, you know, sometimes, or there was a period where the Chambra energies were pretty relaxed and a lot more open, and then it's spiked lately, the last couple of years in particular, the anxiety level. Who here has experienced anxiety in the last month? In the last month? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's natural, by the way. I mean, it's okay. Don't fight anxiety uh, at all. Step back and say, what is causing that anxiety? Um, in other words, is it yours? Probably not. You're just feeling it from all around the planet as all these changes take place, so many of them based on your light, your benching, doing so much of this. I, I amuse myself sometimes with Shambra because there's still some who think, oh, we're going to bench and we're going to send our love light out to the world, that, and we're going to replace FedEx uh, delivery with unicorn delivery, and, <laughs> and it's going to be a beautiful. I don't know. If you could step back and look at what's really happening, your light is going out there and kicking the shit out of some old systems on the planet. But that's what you wanted. You didn't want to just do nice, nicey, nicey, and sprinkle sugar, uh, fairy dust, because you knew that that doesn't work in the long run. So the light is going out there and disrupting systems, not intentionally, not because you just want to blow up buildings or you know, mess things up, but that's the result of the light going out there. Let's take a deep breath with that. Now the planet isn't worse off. It's just going faster. And again, remembering the, the big picture. You came here, you answered that call, you went through a lot of releasing, and then you have come to the point of bringing it to wisdom or giving it unto wisdom. Now we're going through the physics of reality, the metaphysics. That's what I was waiting for. And now shining the light out onto the planet. It needs it. It needs the consciousness. Not that it needs saving. It just needs and wants consciousness. Again, if, if we were to um, maybe create an animated video about this. so. You're sitting there one day benching, uh, sitting out at a park near a lake or whatever, benching, 
and without agenda, just letting your light out. And then in this animated video, we follow your light as it goes out, uh, as it goes out to the world. And it touches somebody, uh, a physicist working in the laboratory. It touches um, a government official uh, working on some type of resolution to international issues. It touches uh, a banker who's looking at a new system that's really much more equitable. It touches the educational system of your town or your country. We follow that light as it goes. And it's not trying to make any you change or the, whoever it's touching. It's not trying to force a change, but it simply kind of envelops them in the light. And in that light, they suddenly see a potential they may have never seen before. Uh, a doctor working on um, answers for, for cancer. Cancer of the body is simply miscommunications of the body's communication network, often caused by things like hate and anger. That's all it is. So this light goes out and we follow it, and then, then it goes to uh, a group of really crazy, far-out physicists, uh, scientists, uh, the, the like of Albert Einstein. He used to be considered just really a whack job. And it goes out to this group that's sitting there, and suddenly the, the light shines amongst this whole group, and one of them says, I don't know where I got this from, but it just occurred to me, after all this research, all this work, that energy is just a song. That's all it is. A song, a communication. And the rest look like him, at him like he's nuts, like he's crazy. But then he does something even unexpected of himself. He starts singing. Energy is just communication. We'll work on that singing skill. <laughs> Energy, well, we'll work on it. And, and then suddenly they're so baffled. They've never seen Dr. Lipschitz singing before in the middle of a meeting. They're baffled and they're listening to him singing about energy and communications in a song. And because they're not talking mental, they're kind of aghast at this breakout of singing. And, and suddenly they start to get it. And the room fills with light, your light. And they're going, it's been there all along. We were so caught up in the mathematics and the science and the righteousness and the convention of science that we never saw it. That energy is just communication. Boom. And then we follow, the video follows that light coming back to you sitting there on the park bench with a big smile on your face saying, I'm not really sure exactly what that light is doing, but I can feel it's doing something. And then six months later, you're reading the newspaper. Well, all right, you're on your smart device checking out the news, and not your conspiracy sites, but real news. And suddenly, you, real, you see this thing, sci group of scientists led by Dr. Albert Lipschitz uh, conclude that energy is communications. The world changes, like the world changed when Einstein came out with his theory of relativity. By the way, it wasn't the theory of um, uh, absolute. It wasn't the theory of absolute. Einstein simply said it's relative. It's all relative to what? The theory of relativity. You ever wonder why it was called that? You thought it was about your relatives? 
you know? No, 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 no. The theory of relativity. Why was uh, why was it called that? It was relative. It Einstein said, and it's not really been published or focused on a lot, that it all depends on the observer. That's why it's relative. And it can change. And it can change that and some good light, and it will change. Oh, my, I get a little off course here. Let's take a deep breath. I, I have to do what I came here to do is question you. Now, at one of our recent gatherings in, at the uh, Shamba Pavilion in Kona, I uh, told the audience that I have a secret desire, a secret passion. If I were to come back for a lifetime, which is never going to happen, I would. Uh, you're going to realize that one day. You're just like, uh-uh, no, no. You, you might, you might come back once in a while, either maybe through a channel or, or just kind of for a couple of days as kind of a mirage. But coming back, like coming back, no way. Unless you offer me a really good job as a game show host. <laughs> That's what I would be if I came back. Guru, no, 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 no. Uh, ascended master reincarnated, nah, no. Nah. Uh, Tobias did that. I want to be a game show host. I mean, what a great job. All you do is sit up at the front with some cards and ask questions and make everybody else appear to be stupid. So uh, that's what we're going to do right now. Now it's, it's time for who's a master? Okay. I have a list of carefully prepared questions. I consulted with Kathumi, Tobias, uh, and uh, a few other ascended masters to come out with these questions. Today's overall topic is the global shift. shift. We'll begin. Shift, you heard that. You just wanted to say shit. Go ahead, go ahead, say it out loud. You knew what I was trying to say. You just wanted to say shit, right? Isn't it the same thing? Usually, yes. Okay, first question, and uh, Linda be prepared with the microphone. First question Did coronavirus, circa 2020 to present, did coronavirus cause the shift? Or did the shift cause coronavirus? Tick tock, tick tock. Linda's handing the microphone out. Hello. Hello. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Ooh. I'd say both. Both. At the same time. Absolutely, it's the end. Why don't people realize that they're like, oh, I have to decide this or that? I don't know what to do. It's the end. It came at the same time. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because <laughs> it chose to. Because to get to the other side, oh. zoom, the truck goes by. Get to the other side. Cross and uh, Okay. It's tough being a game show host. Okay. Uh, so did coronavirus cause the shift, or did the shift cause coronavirus? Well, I'd say it was the shift, and then it kind of manifested through whatever way it chose the coronavirus. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good answer. Okay. Uh, we'll try a couple more in the same question. Good answer. Okay, thank you. He's saying that uh, it was really the 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 consciousness, the shift, and then coronavirus came to be, right? Good. Next. Could be either way. Could be either way. Yeah. Which way are you going to choose? Whatever I have feeling in the moment. Whatever you feel. Okay. What do you feel in this moment? In this moment. Did the shift cause coronavirus it doesn't matter. or coronavirus cause a shift? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Good. Yeah. Great. Uh, a couple more in. Same question. Okay. Which came first, 
what caused what? Shift oh, or coronavirus. Did coronavirus suddenly descend upon the earth and then cause this big shift to occur? To me, it feels like... Uh, is this Can we get us some volume on the microphone? Hello. There, there you go. go. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it's a, a circle, actually. Like okay. so, so we do a bit of shifting, and then we cause something. Yes. And that something causes some more shifting. Right. So, um, so I actually like both. But in this case, if you make me commit, I would say the shift caused coronavirus. Shift caused, a shift caused coronavirus. Good. <laughs> one more in the same question. <laughs> Another one? Yes. Let's see, Alexandra. Yeah, I would, I would agree that our. Can we get I some think, volume on the microphone, please? I know, I know. Is my mouth not close enough? Right. Um, I think it, if we hadn't been ready for that or right. asking, not just us, but everybody else, then it wouldn't have happened, right? That's the whole right. point of the points of separation: is that they, people who didn't experience that, would have been somewhere else because they weren't asking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the correct answer is actually both, but more leaning towards the side of the shift caused coronavirus. More consciousness on the planet caused something. You didn't have to know what it was going to be. Didn't matter. Um, could have been many things. But what happened was this virus came in, came over the planet, and caused huge changes. So really the, the shift kind of created coronavirus and then coronavirus added to the shift. So all who said it's really kind of both. Uh, but the shift is really what started it. Again, it didn't have to be coronavirus. It could have been so many different things. It could have been huge earthquakes, volcanoes or anything like that. Not that I'm predicting it for the near future, but it could occur. So anybody who answered that question uh, correctly or even partially correctly, please see Bonnie for a $25 gift certificate to the Crimson Circle store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Bonnie's looking like, who, me? Yes, you're the only Bonnie sitting in the back of the room that can possibly pull something like that off. Okay, next question. God, we're amping it up now. Next question. How has the world shifted in the past two years? Tick tock, tick tock. Linda, how has the world shifted? This is not just a simple yes or no. This requires a little bit of thinking. Uh, Scott gets ready. Yeah. I don't know if it's still on yet. Uh, how has it shifted? <sighs> a little crazier, a little, crazy. a little bit more introspective, uh -huh, uh -huh. a little more people asking what the hell is going on out there, what right. the hell is going on inside right. my own life. Yeah. Uh, when will it all end? <laughs> right, right. They all want to know when's it going to end. When's it going to end? Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, I, like I said before, it's going to go on and on and on for a long, long time. I didn't say that. I initially <laughs> said it was going to be fast and very fast uh, and be over quickly. And it's not. And I'm not wrong either. It's just that humans decided to let it go deeper and be more prolonged because they're kind of into the shift. No, they like the yeah. things that's happening. Into the what? Into you the heard. <laughs> you heard. So uh, some specific ways. Give me. One or two specific ways. How has the world changed? Oh, it was on one of the slides today. The well, the great walkout, yeah, yeah. work resignation. People yeah. are really saying, "What do I want to do with my life?" You know, if I don't make money, or how much money do I have to make to really just enjoy life? Versus, do I want to slave away for sixty plus hours a week? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, how is your work life? <laughs> uh, I never thought I would be like caregiving as much as I do. Yeah. I never thought my income source would be primarily just 
my partner's disability. Right. So, I mean, I would have never imagined that. I mean, now it's been six and a half years since you even talked about it. Right. Uh, so those ways, but it just, it comes when I need it. Um, That's the way it should It's be. been smoother than trying to make money. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever have any fun making money? Not really, no. Yeah. <laughs> For a short time, but I mean. It seems like the more I worked, the less I made, kind of. Exactly. I want you to repeat that for the whole world. The more I worked to make money, the less I made. Okay. And everybody, <laughs> every Chambra in the world who is still thinking you have to work hard to make more, the Chambra who right now are financially, mostly independent, uh, but, but not uh, financially suffering, they have this exact same words. They say, the more I work, the less I made. Now, that defies logic, but it's actually metaphysics because you are allowing it to come to you rather than working for it. Rather, working is a suffering concept, um, period. So uh, now you get to enjoy life. Cool. So to speak. All right. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A couple more. In, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how has the world shifted in the last couple of years? Yes, sir. Um, I think it kind of depends. Right. Um, so that's a typical Chambra answer. You know? <laughs> like, okay. Um, I think those that kind of were more outgoing, they were kind of forced to stay inside. Right. Um, they had less like external factors coming in. Sure, so are there they, less type A people in the world right now as a result of yeah. the virus? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, so they kind of were more focused on, uh, inside the house right so what, was what mattered to them right right um i think those that were already in the house they mm -hmm. were more like a homebody um they kind of looked at the outside world right right so like you know with ukraine going on or like they spent more time on the news maybe mm -hmm. um they wanted to look at what was what mattered to them as well right so, so what, people went more internal yeah yeah um but what happens when people go internal i mean not just literally but figuratively Yeah, they kind of have to like realize, you know, what's important to them. Drug uh, use goes up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> no, I mean, it does. Uh, drug use goes up because people really don't like going internal. It's so much easier to be external all the time to blame somebody else rather than take a look at yourself. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to do all these charts and diagrams for our next uh, gathering of some type, uh, statistically showing the leap in the use of these uh, medications. Yeah, escape uh, reality. Anxiety, uh, pain and all the rest of these things through the roof skyrocketing uh, because people had to stop for a minute and take a look at self uh, and they don't like doing that they'd rather be out and about distracting, distracting and but the beauty of coronavirus it's like you're going to sit your ass down and feel into yourself and a lot of people didn't like that but a lot of people did it was good for a lot thank you thank you one more on this question and we'll move along so how has the world shifted in the past couple of years? Okay. Does this work? We don't know. <laughs> we have no clue. And you know the Chambra answer to that is, does it matter? Does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and, and pretend you're talking into it. Sure. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So it wasn't satisfactory, the reality for nobody was satisfied with their lives when they needed to stop right. and just 
look at their lives. Mm -hmm. Nobody was. Well, were I, you? I think no. No. No, it forced me to stop. Would you stop? Um, well, I was doing some projects consulting, mm -hmm. and then it stopped just before the beginning of well, at the beginning of the mm -hmm. pandemic. And I had and a lot of free time. And listen to me. Well, in fact, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I knew that. Yeah, and and listening to me and us chatting and me bringing my light into your life. What what happened as a result of that? What changed in your life? Well, I had enough time to look into things that I had forgotten. Like? My dreams. Your dreams. So you spent the whole two years dreaming. No, I had been like writing down my, my dreams for 20 years almost. Right. And then I remembered I had all that material. You dreaming so. of me? Yes. Yes. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. I suppose. You dream of Kathumi? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah, good. So dreams, what have you done with all this dreamy stuff? I mean, it's just dreamy. What are you going to do with it? I have been writing. I started writing in October 2020. Right. And uh, it's been interesting. I enjoy it very much. So you're writing a book about your dreams? No, I have a blog on Medium. Medium is like a social media mm. platform for writers right right and um i tried to make something out of them mm -hmm. but recently i just um, had this idea to build a platform an online platform for dreams really yeah. would you have ever done that if you weren't forced to stay in your house for two nope. years no i'm absolutely sure i so would you say maybe this is a passion, a huge passion in your life to do this? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and to communicate with others about dreams. What are dreams, after all? Dimensions. Dimensions. But are they just dreams? Are they just stories of the mind? Are they no, no. babble of, uh, of your brain? Actual encounters. Most of them are just actual things that happen like yeah. as, if, as if it was another dimension. It's not yes. 3D. But it is whatever. How many here are having weird dreams lately? I mean, like really weird, like over the top weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because something is happening in dreams. A lot of releasing takes place in dreams. A lot of acting takes place. It's not just here on this planet where things nope. are happening. It's in all the realms around you. And one of the things we're doing right now as Chambra, particularly in upcoming Kihak, is to go beyond. This is great. And it's very visceral, very real. But there's so much else happening, and if you can, if you can bring that all together uh, with wisdom and understanding, that there's so much in the other realms as well. Uh, life just becomes a lot more fun, less boring, less tedious. Now you're very multi-dimensional. It's going to be very interesting because I know a lot of things that happen in dreams. Right. I mean, many things can happen in dreams. You mm -hmm. can go visit different worlds, for example. Yes. But what might happen if you have a on a worldwide online platform so that everybody in the world can just um, put their dreams in. Mm -hmm. And then we start making like consciousness, like global, like connected. Mm -hmm. What might happen? So are you thinking about doing this or are you doing it? I'm raising capital investment now. Oh, okay. Right now. Good, good. How much? A million dollars. million. Good. Uh, exact number I had. That's what you're going to need. It, more or less, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, more or less. I mean, that's the number, a million dollars. That's the number, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, good. So um, why is this important? I mean, 
it's just kind of dreamy stuff and people have better things to do than worry about their dreams. Most people don't remember their dreams. Why is this important? It's like one way to explain how reality works. If you understand how dimensions work and then you go over there and do some stuff and then come over here and yeah. breach the dimensions and then you bring stuff from there over here when you need it. It's just exploring dimensions. So are you going to interview me for this platform, uh, give my take on, on dreams? I'm interviewing you, of course. Yeah, will you just, interview me? Is this in your intention is to sit down and do an interview with Uncle Adamas about dreams? Yes, absolutely. Good, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah, she hadn't thought about that yet, but I planted <laughs> the idea. Now, I, I'd love to talk about dreams uh, because they're, they're not what people think they are. There's so much happening in dreams. Uh, number one, dreams are a big stage. You go act out different things. You test it uh, before you bring it in here. Oftentimes you bring it here and then it deviates from what you rehearsed up there. But you try out different scenarios. You put on different uh, actors' outfits, different clothing, different attitudes, and test out different outcomes. And then you see if you can bring it here. Now, that's the trick and that's where most get stuck is bringing it back here when you're faced with um, this reality, mass consciousness, and not remembering your freaking dream in the first place, then it, it goes flat. It doesn't work out. But there's a way to connect all the dots together and bring it into here. And that's what we'll talk about in our interview. Great. Thank Good. you. Good. Thanks. I, I love dreams. Uh, I love dreams. What dreams may come. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we have to move along here. Next question. As okay, ah, oh, this is a good one. What I wrote it. Uh, what caused the current? <laughs> what caused the current global conflict uh, that's centered right now on Russia and Ukraine? What caused this conflict? Oh, by the way, uh, you get see uh, Bonnie for your fifty-dollar store certificate. Yeah. Okay. This is a this is a hundred dollar question here. Oh my so let's see what caused the current conflict. I can get it right no matter what I say. Go ahead and stand up if you wouldn't mind. So, in my opinion, the uh, it was. You're gonna have to speak up really loud. We're having technical issues. That loud. <laughs> so to me, it was caused by uh, the the power struggle. The power and, struggle, yes. And people getting tired of it all. Yes. Uh, the superpower and, and versus the little guy and the world coming together to uh, decide that they're not going to make it a bigger war. Right. They're going to just, I just fizzle out. How much of this conflict, if you look at the energies, you know, kind of underlying energies, how much of it is based on? Uh, you talked about power, but masculine power. Oh. Manpower, yes. boy power. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I would say. I'd give it about 90, but you know, yeah. I mean, we don't want to blame it all on the, on the man, but yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> so what's really happening on with this uh, crisis that's going on? Uh, you, you've alluded and hit, hit on some of them, but power. Uh, I think just uh, the global focus is no more of your bullying right no more bullying and yeah. the whole world is kind of coming together on that We've they are enough. i mean isn't it wonderful in a way now this conflict uh was pretty much going to happen anyway uh so I'm, I'm not saying that it just uh, 
uh, came about, and, uh, but it was going to happen because there's a lot of old energies in the ground, historic old energies. You know, karma and uh, carrying karmic debt is not just for the individual. It can happen in countries. And this is old, old, plus some religious influences, plus the power struggle, plus the boy issue, the man issue. Uh, these all, it was going to come up. Now, the question is, as your light goes out there, again, we're doing this phenomenal uh, video animation of your light going out. This issue was going to come up. It had to. It, it had been suppressed for a long time. And not just between Ukraine and Russia, but all over the world. The Civil War is still being fought, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. right here in America. Yeah. Uh, and it is. Go out to some of the old battlefields. The energies might have been pretty flat there, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But right now, those energies are battling away. Because your light went out. And your light is saying, we have to release all those old issues. They're stuck energies. And those energies are causing a lot of freaking suffering on the planet. And it's time to release them. That's what happens when your light goes out there. And the issue here uh, with Ukraine and Russia, old karma, old ma male, old power, it's causing a global focus. Now, what will people do with it? And one would hope from the human standpoint that they would say, no more. No more of these battles. No more of this. Uh, you can't invade another's energy even though you think you can. You cannot go try to steal from anybody anymore. You can't claim somebody else's territory as your own because it's symbolic and analogous with you. It's your divine sovereign energy. Don't get into that game of letting somebody else take your territory uh, through your belief that they can through your belief that they can steal from you. And now it's acting out on a world stage. It's truly amazing. So for those of you, uh, thank you, you get, what did I promise you? Make it 200. Uh, <laughs> see Bonnie. <laughs> or, or, or you can either have the choice between that or the new cryptocurrency Crimson Circle Bitcoin. Yeah. No. Take the store credit. <laughs> okay. Last question here on the list. Uh, okay. Ooh, this is a $250 question. Oh, suck up to me. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so what have you learned about yourself in the last two years? What have you learned about yourself in the last two years, Linda? Have at it. And if you wouldn't mind standing up and, and letting everybody hear what you have to say, what have you learned about yourself distilled in five minutes or less? I can see this was going to be a long one. There's a lot that's happened yes. in the last couple of years. Would it be sad if there wasn't? Yeah, well, particularly yeah. in the last six months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tough stuff? Yeah, I, I, uh, I had a pretty gnarly accident yeah. over the winter and um, a lot of, uh, you know, there's no lessons. It's, it, it was a lot of experience. Right. I'd finally, my number came up and I had my big bike crash that I'd mm -hmm. never had. Right. 
And so now I'm a real cyclist because I have scars. Right. What um, really happened with that? Um, it was literally, I think, a lot of experience. It was a whole lot of things I'd never done before. Yeah. And all these medical things like ambulances and right. surgery. And right. But what was really happening energetically? Oh, I blew out a massive amount of energy from, Duh. you yeah. know, from like forever. Yeah. Why did you choose like a bike accident rather than just like oming it away? Um, more potent for more me. More potent? Or you tend to overthink things? Uh, me? Mm. Overthink things? Mm, I'm just guessing. <laughs> You you would do it incrementally. You'd think about it and then debate and then decide not to do it. And you had this. You you were kind of like ready for this massive shift. And going back to the dream thing, so you go to the other realms and you're like, man, let's act out some different things. Okay, first I'm going to try doing it through just thinking that I'm going to release everything. Eh, that didn't work. No, then you do it through uh, maybe um, I'll do it through ceremony and ritual. Ah, uh, you try that. I and it's really, really gave boring. up on those a long time yeah. ago. And it's like, oh, hang on a second. I identify as a biker, and I haven't had my accident yet. Whoa! <laughs> what an opportunity to do a shitload of releasing and bring in a shitload of my divine energy all at the same time. And then I got the scars to prove it, and I can tell stories like never before. <laughs> I, you know, I'm. I'm I'm kind of being theatrical, but that's exactly what happened. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And the human remembers, oh, I had to go to the doctor and the pain and I couldn't sleep at night and blah, blah, blah. It's not really the important part of it. The important part is you took a, a dramatic, colorful, kind of poetic way of letting go of a bunch, bringing in a bunch. It was, it was a perfect energy swap. And, and a good time to do it. Sure. I the perfect had, time. I had my accident on the winter solstice. And I got back on my bicycle in the vernal equinox. Of course, wouldn't I everybody? <laughs> I had to help. I had to have friends help me get on and off the bike. Sure, but I yeah. did it. Uh, but there's so much wisdom comes out of that, and of course, the humor remembers the pain, the kind of the the, the boring stuff with it, or well, the, the tedious stuff. Rehabilitation was kind of a pain in the ass. Rehabilitation, but you learned during the rehabilitation. In what? You, you learn during the rehabilitation. Oh, absolutely. You're in touch with your body like never before. Oh, it, oh, it's crazy. It's like every single day I can do something I couldn't do the day before. And watching the healing process yeah. has just been miraculous. Yeah. It's been so, miracles. See, what a beauty, the thing that you set up. So what would you say to others about the healing process? Just watch it. Just watch it and don't allow control it, it to don't, happen. Don't interfere. Don't. Well, no. Do your, you know, do your PT and you know, do what, do what most of what your doctor says. If you feel like your doctor's worth a damn, you know. But, but, just. Oh wow! That's what I, I said. That I, I said that. Yeah, yeah. But you got I away from it because you were thinking about it. Allow and then, it to happen back to because it, it really is. It miraculous. will. The physical body will heal itself. It really does. It's been programmed from the very yeah. beginning as angelic beings. It's crazy that the body can heal itself. It's crazy. The body can also transform and go through this whole change into the light body, into the new human species. But just get the hell out of the way. And yes, there'll be nice giving me a hard I time. That. That's a great hard, but segue. Share a little pain, a little, but that's what the human focus is on. Oh, it was so painful. Well, you just got your whole new light body. You're walking around on the planet as this ascended master with a light body. I know, but I had a headache for three days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a good deep breath. Thank you. 
And that's $250 plus $100 bonus for letting me give you a hard time. 350 bucks. See Bonnie. All right, let's, uh, let's move on with this. We can turn the lights down and do whatever to make the audio better. Okay, take... Oh, please, please have a seat next to me. Uh, so next... Uh, oh, okay. Let's take a good deep breath. Um, we've been talking about light in our last gathering last month. We, we did the dream walk of light. And again, really, I'd love to see this animated film for any chamber out there in here that wants to do it. You follow that light out from the benching chambre, who's doing it without agenda, and you follow it as it makes its way around the world to little kids who feel lost and hopeless and five years old thinking, why did I come back for another lifetime? And suddenly, the light comes over them, and suddenly they're like, oh, now I remember, shit. I came back here to, uh, to let go of all my stuff, integrate all my past lifetimes, and be a, a master like these other people, these Chambra. Great video. Uh, <laughs> so we talked a lot about light and when it goes out. And I can't stress enough, the light is, has no agenda to it. Now, I know the human says, yeah, but we want to put it out there to make the world a better place. What does that look like? Is it the place you imagine in your mind? Is that it? Filled with unicorns? Filled with uh, everybody walking around happy and giving each other chocolate? I don't think a lot of people want that. So, in other words, your agenda goes out, or your light goes out without agenda. Let the world and let the potentials of every individual decide how they want to do it. Bike fall, perhaps. Uh, It's up to them. But the fact is the light is going out. So we did this beautiful, beautiful dream walk. Now, today I want to, I want to talk about the dark. The dark. <laughs> yeah, why not? Talk about the light, you can talk about the dark. First of all, first and foremost, the dark is not an opposing force. The dark is not an opposing force. You are not battling darkness within you. The dark is simply uh, where light has not been yet. And it takes darkness to, make, to have the light be the light. There is this concept on the planet right now, it's the old duality formula, that you got your light and it's all good, and you got your dark and it's all bad. And the light and the dark are going to battle it out, and sometimes the dark you know, has an edge, and other times the light does. But if we all sit around, hold hands, and sing Kumbaya, the light will once and for all overcome the dark. What happens in that scenario is that uh, basically everything goes out of existence. (laughs) Uh, You need the dark, is what I'm saying. Because it's where the light has not yet been. It doesn't oppose the light. The dark, the dark even in you, does not oppose the light. It's simply where no consciousness has ever been. It is not a place. It has no size or volume. It is simply where you have not yet been. Some of you venture into the dark in your dreams at night. What would this be like going into bringing my light, my consciousness, into a place where it's never been before? What an experience. But unfortunately on this planet, that is based on a duality, polarity, battles. It's come to be that uh, it's about annihilating the dark. 
feel into that for a moment. That's all wrong. I mean, it's all fucking basically wrong. Sorry. It's the one time I got to use that word today because I'm just so emphatic about it. It's all wrong. Even the the new thought, the the new age, the some of the spiritualists, you got on this kick about we're going to go battle the dark. You're only battling yourself. You're only battling yourself, and it's really you're not really even battling the dark. You're just battling your own light. You're distorting your light when you battle the dark. Now, this is so critical to what we're doing right now. We are not trying to overcome darkness. You need darkness. It's got it's got to be there. Now, darkness is not an opposing force. So please stop believing that. Please stop talking about your your own darkness. You know, years and years and years ago, Tobias talked about it. And uh, Calder almost quit his uh, channeling career at that point when Tobias says, uh, the divinity, uh, your, di- your darkness is your divinity. Meaning that it's really a place that it's just holding all the crap you don't love about yourself. It's a place you don't want to go to. So in our work as metaphysicians, as the ones radiating the light, it is not about opposing the darkness. And this is uh, simple physics, but it's also really good uh, emotionally. Uh, we're going to go into it in just a moment. It's really good emotionally to understand there is no evil in your darkness at all, none at all. In other words, don't be afraid to go where your light hasn't yet gone. There are no boogeymen. There are no monsters. Satan is not there. In your darkness, it's simply where your light has not yet shined. So it brings up the question, but Adamus, isn't there evil on the planet? Isn't evil darkness? What is evil? What is evil? Certainly you could all name evil. You've many of you have been subject to evil in your life. You you read about evil in the news, but what is evil? Evil is an interesting word, E-V-I-L. The antithesis, the opposite of live, L-I-V-E. I wonder if that was just an accident. No. Evil contains the, uh, the words lie, lie, and what else? Veil, veil. So evil is really ultimately just the big lie. Not a lie that's being perpetuated by some uh, conspiracy. Uh, it's not about that. It's the lie to self. And maybe as a result of the veil, result of the density here on uh, this in this 3D uh, dimension that you're in. But evil ultimately is really just a distortion of light. Distortion of light. It's not. It's not dark. It's simply the distortion that occurs when one is veiled from themselves, when one lies to themselves about who they really are. They lie to themselves and says, I'm just a just a human on the planet. I'm uh, subject to governments. Uh, I'm subject to uh, gods. Uh, so I'm just a human on the planet. That is a big lie. When the human says, I don't know. That is a big lie. 
And that's basically the origins of evil, which can get even more twisted and, and nastier and nastier as you go along. But, but evil is not darkness. Evil is just the distortion. And the biggest distortion of all in all of this, the biggest distortion, if we want to talk about it forever, we can debate it, but it all comes down to this. The real cause of evil is when somebody believes and lives out that the energy is outside of them. That's evil. That brings out the evil. It's so simple. Why do people invade other countries? Because they don't realize the energy is already in themselves. They believe in power. They believe in taking over other land and other people. And yes, it's evil. But it's because of this distortion that I have to get something out there. I have to, I have to steal it from somebody. I have to kill somebody to get it. I have to play psychic games with them. I got to play head trips with them. I got to, I got to distort their lives in order to take something. That is evil, or the origins of evil is that it is outside of you. If one truly understands that it's all your energy, it's all right here and it's all ready to serve, how could you possibly get distorted into thinking you have to steal from another, you have to harm another, you have to maybe coddle to another, you have to suck up to somebody. So truly the origins of evil is a lack of understanding that it's all yours. And it's all there. There's nothing that you need from any place else. And you know, Chambra still is in the theory stage of this. They hear the words, but they get into the mental debates about it. Well, yeah, if it's all mine, how come my life isn't perfect? Well, I ask the same question back to you. How come? How come you're dragging stuff around? How come you're 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 crying and whining that somebody did you? How come some of you, Chambra? How come you're visiting all these conspiracy sites every day? You know, I mean, conspiracy sites. Look at, go ahead and look at them. I encourage all of you to. What is what is the most common factor in all of them? Somebody else is fucking you over. Some, I said it again. Don't. I, I need some chocolate here. I just, I'm getting so mm, rattled. <laughs> Somebody else is controlling. Do anything else to help? Is there anything else? Mm. I'm fine. Somebody else is controlling you. Mm. Somebody else has domain over you. Somebody else is doing secret things to you. Somebody else is, um, they're putting little robots in your body through your arms when you get a vaccination. And, but that's the, that's the kind of the MO, uh, method of operations for any conspiracy. It always has been. You look back over the history of conspiracies, somebody's taken something from you, and we're not going to tell you who it is or what it is. <laughs> this is all a big secret until you join our conspiracy cause, which is going to cost you $500 initiation. It's a suck of energy. And I like talking about it because to me it's, a, it's kind of a shining example of this belief that it's out there somewhere else. The answers the abundance, the energy, and all the rest of that. That is the origins of evil. 
Why is there so much of this thing with the conspiracy things? It just seems like it's gone nuts. People are getting very polarized. And, and there's, there's many factors in a good question, but many factors because it's also people like the drama. You, you take away the conspiracy stuff from the, uh, from the conspiracy lovers, the fanatics, and, oh, they don't have anything to do. They're not special anymore. Because, you know, when they're in the conspiracies, they're very special because I know something you don't. You know, uh, I'm special because I have this secret information that you don't. Because you just read mainstream news. I'm reading the real stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, but they love the drama. It makes a good story. It, it, it perpetuates this whole thing that the energy is outside of you. and. Somebody's trying to take it. Whether it's aliens, whether it's, oh, the people who live under the earth. I haven't told them yet. They're coming out next week <laughs> from underground and they're going to steal little babies and, and sheep all at the same time and take them back underground to God knows what they're going to do with them. So, you know, and they believe it. They love it because they insist that energy is outside of them. That is evil. Darkness is not. Darkness is not. Darkness is simply where you haven't gone yet. Evil is the distortion of light. And anybody can release it at any time. They can say, oh, okay, nobody's trying to take advantage of me. Uh, the, they're, they're not trying to have secret governments or kill us all by uh, crop dusters in the air spraying this stuff on us or anything like that. You know, it makes good stories. And Shambra? Shambra, there you are. Ah, trying to run from me, aren't you, uh, Shambra? The, you know, it makes good stories, and it kind of distracts you from really what we're here to do right now. I outlined it earlier. Why we're here? We've gone through the call to awaken, and we come to the releasing, the wisdomizing, the physics, and the light shining. Pretty simple, but you get distracted by this stuff. And, and why? Well, because it's tantalizing, it's seductive, it makes you special, there's a lot of drama to it. And God damn it, you're still avoiding the fact that it's your energy. Why don't you look at that? Why don't you face it? It's your energy. But you don't want to because it's a secret government. And uh, on top of that, anybody who's been vaccinated now is a walking zombie. And, <laughs> Well, at least they're alive, you know. That's all I can say. <clears throat> and some of you get fanatical about it. Oh, you seethe. I can feel the seething right now going out. Uh, anybody here seething? No, no. Seething. Not um, out loud. Not out yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you? No. Okay. So, right now, two things. Please understand that darkness is only where your light has not been yet. And also understand that the light can get distorted by evil. The definition of evil is believing that the energy is outside of you and you have to somehow get it. Like it's this great big game that we're going to play. All right, you don't have any energy. It's all out there or it's in everybody else but you. You're so special. Now you, here's, the, here's the game. Go out and get it. Go out and get your energy. And then you go do that for lifetime after lifetime. Right now, as a follow-up to last month, I'd like to do the a dream walk into your darkness. Oh, yeah, sounds exciting, huh? Mm. Who are we gonna meet there? Okay, let's put on some music. 
I take a good deep breath. People often wonder, what's the genesis of evil? Where did it start? Why does God allow evil? How evil is evil? Can you be a little evil or just uh, a lot of evil or is just evil evil? Evil is a lie and a lie is that the energy is outside of you, that the answers are outside of you, that even your own spirit and your own soul are outside of you. That's evil. It often leads to heinous deeds, indeed. But usually evil is just kind of a, well, <laughs> funny to say, it's kind of an inner thing. It's just something that people, it's a festering inner thing. Once in a while, yes, act it out on, on a very dramatic stage, but most people harbor evil internally, quietly. What's wrong with me? How come I don't have more? How come others have what I don't have? How can I get more? Maybe I'm not worthy. That is evil. Evil often resides and is acknowledged within, which is very interesting because it's very distortion in itself, the belief that things are outside, but yet they allow evil to be inside, festering, growing, accumulating inside. Why is it that people, why is it that they let the evil be them, yet not their own energy, not their own light. Just dream walk now. Is into your own darkness. And please don't mistake evil and darkness. I want you to no longer fear your own darkness. And I want you to be aware of what evil, what the belief in the lie, the lie being that you don't have it, what that can do. But now, take a good deep breath. You've had a couple of years to go inside. Deep dives, deep dreams. It's time now to face your own darkness and then to never fear it again. Never fear what you don't yet know, what you haven't yet experienced. Take a good deep breath and feel now as your light, as a master now, as it comes in contact with your darkness. common thought is that you'd have your light try to overcome the darkness, try to blast it. But here we're not trying to do that. The light is one of grace. It does not try to break into the darkness. It simply feels it. 
light does not try to overwhelm the darkness. It rather merges with it, integrates with it. Light is consciousness, awareness. Ultimately, it's your energy, and darkness is simply where you've not been yet. I'm so often asked by Shambra, how do I get out? How do I break out? How, how do I go beyond the mind? I know there's more out there, but I don't know how to get there. How do I transcend? into these other dimensions that you, Adamus, you talk about. How, how do I go into these places that are beyond the mind? Simply enter into your own darkness is where the light has not been yet. Let your light, your consciousness now, Feel into the darkness without fear. Why would you fear where you have not yet been when you do not yet know where that is? Why would there be any fear at all? It's simply where you haven't yet been. The darkness is not filled with evil. Evil is actually simply a distortion of light. It is not darkness. Let the darkness come to you now, your darkness within. Let it come to you. Humans have been taught that in the darkness are demons. So run from it taught that darkness is Satan. Don't go there. Stay away from that. That's, that's Satan's den. Darkness is given such a bad name. It's simply where you haven't been yet. And for eons of time in human history, there have been those who want to stay within themselves. In other words, where they're currently at, and then they want everybody else to do the same as well. Don't, don't go into anything new, anything beyond. Stay where we're at. But the true metaphysician realizes that there's no evil in their darkness. There's simply things yet to be experienced. Let yourself Feel into and dance with your own darkness. The darkness has no agenda whatsoever. It will not try to make you dive into its experiences that are yet to be. It will not try to extinguish your light. It can't. Darkness is not a bad place. It is simply where you have not yet been. I would go so far as to say that where you have been already in your lightness, in your 
experience where you have been holds many more demons, many more bad memories. But the darkness, no, it has no agenda. Fear of the darkness is one of the greatest reasons humans hold back. Stay in what you already know, stay in the consciousness of current experience. Don't go over there, don't open that door, they say. But it is time, Shambra, for each and every one to bring their light to the darkness and their darkness to the light. There's nothing to fear in your own darkness, absolutely nothing. Quite logically, because nothing has happened there yet. Nothing has been experienced if it is still in darkness. For one to no longer fear their darkness allows them freedom and release. To no longer fear that there are demons in there, the ghosts from the past, things that will lead them astray, going into the darkness will cause them to be addicts or idiots or sufferers in hell. No. Let yourself feel your own darkness. It causes a little anxiety, a little hesitation. Oof. Is this okay? What's going to happen? Let yourself go in fully. Oh, the evil that you think about, evil that you often equate with darkness, two very different things. Evil, a distortion, a lie, that there's anything outside of you. But that's not darkness. Yet in the consciousness of humans, they put it together, same thing. It's not. Let yourself feel deeply into the darkness. Let the darkness feel into your light. There's nothing to fear in it. Especially when you realize it's all coming from your energy, from your soul, from your I am. It's all there. There's no separation whatsoever. There's no separation actually between light and dark. It's a really, truly a human concept. They're not different. Darkness is not something that's an opposing force. Let yourself feel it as a supporting energy. They say that People are afraid of their own shadows, their own darkness. What they're really afraid of is their own past.
There's such a big belief system about the dark. One belief that there are opposing forces, there's not. They work together. If there was no darkness, the light would have no place to go. If there's no light, the darkness wouldn't exist, would have nothing to exist for. They work together, your light and your darkness. Feel it, touch it, feel into your darkness. Feel it with your hands, with your, your skin. Feel it in the circuitry of your mind. Feel it in your breath. It's not an opposing force. And there's nothing to fear in it at all. How many times have you held back? How many times have you pulled back? Because it's the unknown. It's you're afraid of what might come. You're afraid ultimately of what is called the darkness. What has been handed down from generation to generation through philosophy, through religion, through news called darkness it caused so many humans to be afraid of themselves. It's time as metaphysicians that we go beyond that barrier and allow the light and the dark to be together. Work together, not not for the light to oppose the dark. There, there are otherwise intelligent people on the planet that still insist that we are going to go out and battle the dark, overcome it. They simply don't understand. They perpetuate the very old battle. Uh, statues of Archangel Mikiel holding the sword like we're all going to go and fight the dark. That sword is simply the suffering of self. Simply the fear of darkness. Let's take a good deep breath. I ask you to embrace your darkness because it's you. It's it's there. It's it's your soul. It's your energy. And there's nothing to fear. I've been given such a bad name, and it's not. It's just what has yet to be experienced. It is where no light has come yet, whether from fear or simply because one wasn't ready. And when, when one is ready, they enter into that darkness. And if one truly understands that it's all their energy, then what unfolds when the light enters the dark are miraculously beautiful things. Without the element of suffering, without the fear, without the paranoia. Evil, which is not darkness, evil is simply 
not living, not living because one does not understand it's their energy anyway. Let's take a good deep breath with that, dear Shambra. Feel into this, your dark, your light coming together, not battling, your light going out when you're doing benching, not trying to overcome the darkness of the world. No, the darkness of the world is necessary. Evil, that's a different story. But maybe your light will shine and help people to understand that it's all their energy. There's no need to get it, to seek it, to covet it from somebody else, anybody else, anything else. It's not in some unified field off in the galaxies. There's no reason to take over another's territory. There's no reason for power on this planet. That is evil but not your darkness. As metaphysicians, let's transcend the old concept of darkness and learn to dance with it. It's simply where you haven't been yet. And no need to fear what comes when you go there, even though you have no idea what's going to happen because there's an innate trust in yourself, in your soul that when you enter the darkness, the experiences that come will be perfect because they're yours. They'll be your energy. They'll be your grace. Let's take a good deep breath and our dream walk, your dream walk, into your darkness. Nothing to fear. Let's take a good deep breath with that. So as you're benching, as you're sharing your light, as it shines under yourself, it's not about battling the darkness. That is woefully naive for those who still believe it. So yesterday, in terms of the true metaphysics. Be with your darkness, be with your light. And understand what true evil really is. It's the lie that there's something outside of yourself. Let's take a good deep breath on the beauty of this day, the return to our live Chambra audiences. Please, those who are, are owed, uh, please see Bonnie at the back of the room for your monies. With that, dear friends, let's take a good deep breath, remembering what? All is well in all of creation. Thank you, Chambra. So, with that, on that exciting note, just once again, take a few more deep breaths and let those energies move. Let your energy radiate. Some good deep breaths, honoring all that you are. And thank you for being a part of this shout, for being here with Adamus and our live audience. Thank you, everyone. Glad that you could be here. Thank you.
Stop, I wonder 